You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome back to Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Uh, I am Joe Horsmeyer, and with me on the regular these days is... Jeff Verhelst. Jeffrey Verhelst. How are you, Joe? I'm well. Hey, you know what? I just want to give a shout out to the one and only Krista Brazo. Krista Brazo. Krista. Hey, Krista, who was with us from the beginning. Yep. She a real OG. Yeah, the the, the OG. Uh, Original podcaster, Mm -hmm. OPC. Down with OPC. Um, Anyways, she uh, she had to not not had to. She's just she's got a bonkers schedule. Yeah, so she hasn't been able to join us in the actual recording. But she reached out, or we had a meeting uh, a while ago now, and and she was like, "I could totally edit these things for you guys if you want." So she's been editing these podcasts. So Krista, you're literally a lifesaver. The editing Joe and I would edit them like the night before. Chris is like the next day. Yeah, she's on it. The return time is is phenomenal. So uh, everyone, Krista Brazo is killing it. She's making this thing work. So thank you, Krista, for that. Um, But without any further ado, Jeff, do you have a question for us today? Yeah, uh, it's it's. I admit it's not food related. I know we've been trying to keep it food related, Johnsville related, but. This podcast is being recorded on July 5th. That is correct. And uh, I, I have to go out and say I hate parades. Okay? I'm just going to start off with it and so go it. so funny. I did not see like, this coming. I, I bumped into a fellow Johnsville member, uh, and he and I agreed. Are you both okay? He and I agreed that wow. there's no reason for anybody to have a, be part of a parade. <laughs> There is they just let, let they let anybody in the parade too. It really is, something. and and it. I will say I, I do enjoy a night parade. Uh, oh, I've never been night. to a night parade. Um, normally, it's for holidays. Like I've seen Thanksgiving, Christmas. Oh, ones. okay, yeah, yeah. It's normally mm-hmm. accompanied by adult beverages, you know, and it, it's kind of a you can kind of bundle up and hang out. I which I which I agree, but no reason for anybody to be up early and to be somewhere on a holiday day. Like, it, like, hey, you don't have to work today. Yeah, I want you to get up, get your kids out of the house, and be somewhere by 8 a.m. And then park so far away. You got to walk. You got all this crap with you, stuff with you. I'm just, I, I'm not a fan. And it makes me angry that everybody's like, these are great for the kids. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> rant's over. I've rant over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let oh, push moment. away. I... I have no well, I I guess I do. We didn't go to any parades this weekend. I know. I text you. Yeah. I'm like, where are you at? I was like, like I'm at home doing nothing. Yep. Well, it wasn't quite <laughs> true. Know, but still, yeah. But uh No, you're doing I, something, but you weren't at the parade. Right. I also I, I do wonder what the origin of parades are or is. I just think they should be at like ten or eleven o'clock. You're so funny, dude. It it's so I early. know more of like what's the point? A- Amen. What is the point of a I mean, parade? it's a big advertisement, obviously, for the things that are in the and parade. It could happen at other times, other places. Can we have like a 5 p.m., 6 p.m., you know, like where it's starting to cool off? It's hot out there, and I'm just standing there. Yeah, well, it was people hot People are yesterday. fighting for shade. You're just standing in front of other people. <laughs> it was an old fight. lady next to me. I felt so bad for her. Everybody and their brother you know was what? in front. She loved it. I, could she see any of it is my question. All and not I know be- is she has not missed the 4th of July <laughs> parade at Sheboygan in 63 years. And God bless her soul, but like she couldn't see any of it with everybody standing in front of her. I'm just saying. Like, I just, I just, I, there's no Guess, point. What's your know. take on parades? What do you think? Uh, now, this all depends. Oh, it, this all depends. Okay. How, uh, what level of parade are we talking? Because there is a hierarchy. Now, this involved. is a full two-hour parade. Uh, yeah, but through Sheboygan. The so, Sheboygan parade so was two hours. It's like an hour or something. I remember at one point somebody's like, it's an hour. How long does this go for? I was like, I don't know, forever. My so favorite thing die. is the drum lines. So if there's not drum lines. Right. It was yeah, one whatever. drum line. There was, they were good. But again, okay. I don't want to have to sit through the rest of it. Let's let, let's let the guests. So sorry, I think, sorry, I think um, it, if it's going to be so like a, a procession, I'm 100% down with it. Oh. A parade, it's, if it's close to like, you know how uh, ornamented and decorated like these old kind of 
military parades once were. Mm, this kind okay. of in kind of this sort of um, just at the turn of the modern era, I guess you could say. Okay. There's like a, a show of, of power kind of thing. Yeah, this this sort of thing, but it doesn't always have to be okay. like this. It could be a celebration. You know, it could be just mm. like you have the guard there. You know, like people people pay a lot of money just to go out to Washington D.C. to see. Uh, a man hand mm. a rifle to another man yeah, uh, by the true. tomb of the unknown soldier. And so um, it depends how high on the hierarchy it is. But if we're talking going and picking up melted uh, little yes. t- uh, talking And candies, kids fighting over yeah. candy? like, And some kids are running in the road almost getting hit. There was a semi that came through. I thought it was going to take out like a half a block. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those ones. I was. I was. Like, right. I kind of <laughs> wanted them to. Be I, I, I consulted the trusty Google. Okay, what does Google just, have to say, Joe? This is that, you know how Google now just so conveniently shoots up a quick answer instead of making you go to actual websites because who wants to do that? <laughs> Anyways, this is what it says. As early as 3000 BC, religious processions were one form of a parade. The other type was military. Troops were paraded in front of people to show off the men before leaving for battle, to practice maneuvers, and to exhibit prisoners and booty. After a successful campaign, so right. yeah. I get all things, those. I get those reasons. But how we it, won? How it let's celebrate. Changed. We're going to war. Let's celebrate. If it's a, if it's a carnival parade, then I'm less for it because I'm so full of cotton candy, so to speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, already, yeah. Mm-hmm. like I'm, I don't want gut rot. You know this kind of thing. Yeah. But but if you're walking, like for instance, especially in the instance of a procession, you're walking with a purpose. There's something very important that comes at the end of the procession. That's fine. I and get. So it's like, it, it, and the whole way it becomes more important mm-hmm. as you're like, all right, we're getting there we're getting there and everyone is this is all building coming, towards coming together yep. or like a military procession parade i mean unfortunately hopefully not marching to like the western <laughs> front or something but <laughs> sure. like um there's still there's like a deep that. purpose that is like there's something yeah. above these people that is organizing so them. you you've it's taken very it, interesting you've yeah. taken it to a whole other level because there's no there, those don't exist anymore no what yeah, jeff's talking about is I'm obviously talking about an annoyance the, to him is the candy and it's 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 somebody <laughs> driving Jeff's just through. upset because he didn't get any candy <laughs> i was gonna okay. say no, let's no. be honest uh, first of all if you wanted it Dad tax? Have you ever heard of dad tax? <laughs> oh, absolutely. My dad would they, take they the bring slice. They yeah. bring the bag over. I pick out a few things. Oh, it's good. dad tax. They have no power over it. My, my father taught me how Uncle Sam works as well in that. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Apple slice cutting up. Well, well taxes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, apple slice. It it's kind of like when yeah. you hand back the fries in the car. You All right. take the fr- hit dad tax. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if Braids you have dumb. an opinion on parades. Come on. Uh, if you want to be wrong. Yeah. Well, if you want to give us some history or show Jeff why parades are so important these days they're not i don't i'm just asking it's off the clock at johnsonville.com ladies and gentlemen jeff is literally upset. i, I, I was He's, really upset i was like do i have to go i to could this tell thing? when you came in today you i were, knew what i was talking about i was like ugh, he was not happy. sometimes we he were like steaming over what are we gonna talk about what are we talking about i'm like i know what we're talking about i could tell something was i'm glad you got this off your chest because i was too, feeling bad for you i'm gonna make sure my wife listens to this episode. okay well anyways <laughs> uh off the clock at johnsonville.com if you have uh, an opinion or, or more information to Jeff as to why on earth I guarantee we you, go to parades. I guarantee you if everybody who listened to this responded, I guarantee you there'd be more people who are against parades. Unless you're a 10 year old child. <laughs> no, uh, it's got you got to be less than that. These kids are like savages at five, like pushing kids out of the way for a little Tootsie flavored. Ro- like, wow. Wow. Those are great, though. Very nostalgic. <laughs> they are very yeah. <laughs> All right. So off the clock at johnsonville.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, but we're going to get on with the episode. Moving Jeff. on. Are you feeling better I'm now? better now. Okay, Thank you good. for letting me talk. So uh, our guest today has, has a heck of a story. And full con- transparency, we have a lot of recorded material <laughs> that will not be released um, <laughs> because we just got to talking before the episode. But any hoozles. Uh, Aaron, right? Yes. Aaron, yes, is Aaron. it Woodkey? Yes, or? Woodkey. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Aaron Woodkey, what is your Johnsonville story? Oh, my Johnsonville story. So around the time I was, basically, I needed. To, um, I was looking for a place that was that I could come to work at that is not too far from my pl- my home. I kn- I had always heard of people who had worked at Johnsonville, had a good experience and whatnot. One of my friends reached out to me and uh, asked me if I might want to interview and come and work at Johnsonville. And so I went through the process, or apply rather, went through the process, applied, and got into Johnsonville. And basically, yeah, um, I worked sanitation in the past, and now I work sanitation operation here, uh, mostly working in Contura on the Meadowside plant. And uh, yeah, this is really like the, this is the, um, I don't know, the fiscally responsible base that is kind of like <laughs> making my entire everything possible currently. That's <laughs> so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. How so long yeah. have you been with us then? So I've been 
I guess I should say um, off and on. Oh, <laughs> between okay. two years. Well, because I was here. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah I, I got you're, this. You're I was going to be in the right before the the uh, the uh, COVID kind of just went through and just whipped the world up into a frenzy. I was scheduled to basically go and start working a job teaching English in Japan, um, and then everything locked down. Mm. And so I worked a bunch of temporary jobs trying to just like figure out okay well you know if this is not going to be a reality then i have to be looking around for something else i need something more stable and something that is really just a like some bedrock to stand mm. on sure, sure like that was quite a, a chaotic time i i did uh, i worked at a tax agency i worked at h&r block for a little while i worked mm. at uh you know all these different places came here and it's just really yeah this is my stable fiscally responsible place you nice. know I, you know um and then then the borders opened up and i went and i taught uh, english in japan and um, and then we, I guess maybe we can get into that later. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Will, so then will. then I ended up coming back after uh, I spent seven months uh, ish um, over there, six of which were teaching English, and uh, yeah, had a great time. And now I'm back here, and the company was like, "Hey, basically, you know, we'll bring you back at uh, what you were paid." It was nice. all very like uh, yeah. The the way that I've always been dealt with here at Johnsonville has always been really straightforward. Like there's um yeah it's a good it's a good place to work it's um and so that's basically that's my story great well and you kind of touched on a couple things but uh what would you say then is your favorite part about working at johnsonville my favorite part about working at johnsonville i gotta say that like the way that this company works and i don't want to first off you have to always kind of pay your debts uh in a in a kind of way i would i don't want to uh you know trash talk any of my previous employers but I've worked at other factories. <laughs> Let her rip. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Sympathy. I've worked at other factories. I've worked at um, uh, both producing, like, well, this is Wisconsin, so this is the cheese capital, you know, literally Plymouth. Right next to Plymouth. Plymouth, the yeah. Cheese capital mm-hmm. of the world. So I've worked at a cheese plant. I've worked at uh, I've worked at a jelly factory as well. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, um, I've got nothing bad to say about these places. Those places helped me to pay off my associate's degree. Okay. And so that totally was gone. And other you know they they were also great to me um but i will say this though that johnson has it by more than a than a nose in terms of just uh how i'm treated here as an employee the basically the way that things work um within a team um it's yeah that's that's johnsonville welcome back everybody uh i'm really excited to have aaron here uh because his story, we okay. So Joe alluded to it earlier. We've been talking for about an hour before we even hit record for the actual stuff we keep for the I podcast. So to my coach, I <laughs> apologize to my team. I, uh, uh, we're doing good here. Uh, we're on time. We've got plenty of time. Don't oh worry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this man here is 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 uh, leading me to a place. Storied, is storied. Is that what you're going to say? I don't know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to finish eloquent and and and, ah, yes. and 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 speaks in a way that I I am looking forward to this man's journey. So we talked a little bit earlier about your time in Japan, right? And so you said you had talked uh, taught English in Japan. But yeah. Let's go back a little bit, right? Sure, sure. So before COVID ever hit, you had been there for some to teach. Also, is no, I was the first time I went there was an academic. Okay. Uh, as an academic, okay. um, I studied at the University of Seijo in Tokyo, um, and yeah. What what prompted you to go there? Oh man! All right, now this one I actually I have prepared. I usually make, <laughs> ma- I, I, I usually Good. make because uh, I've been asked why Japan, why this, why that. I mean, when I was a child, it actually it comes from my grandfather that I never met, but mm-hmm. he cast a long and large shadow over my life. Um, I was so he he served in the Second Marine Division. And uh, he toured in, well, not toured. That was before tours, actually, where it was like you go to war. It's like you're going to war, and when it's done, you can come back. Got you it. Know, that, okay, that yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was like, he went the whole thing, 1943 until 1945. He was oh, wow. there. Um, he was an island raider. He was actually an amphibious vehicle driver. <laughs> yeah. And he sent back military postcards of uh, of areas that led up to Japan. Uh, Saipan was one of them. And I saw these postcards and things. And first off, as a kid, when you, you've got your own little green army figures that you, oh, you, yeah. you know, yeah. you tie. Uh, 
Oh, it's just Fourth of July, so I'm sure that there's a lot of kids out there now who are taking the big bundles of firecrackers, cutting them up with the safety scissors, and then going out and doing unsafe things with Don't their, know what you're <laughs> their sandbox <laughs> and little green army men. Well, that sure. was me, and so I like I'm looking at these. Clearly, the military stuff from these postcards was interesting, but I always looked at the Far East as like it was Mars. It was something that was mm. so uh, so distant from what I knew and what was familiar to me. I had there was always a kind of romantic image of it in my head, and then. As I kind of sort of went through uh, in high school, I met some people through AFS uh, who were foreign exchange students, and we basically kind of we hit it off, and I you know made friends with a couple of these people, and um, like years later, um, <laughs> this all right, this is where it kind of gets long, and I'm gonna try to make it short. Um, I studied music, and I wasn't sure what I was gonna do with this in my associate's degree. When I got into college, everybody said go to college, but I thought what for? I don't, I have no idea. Like you so many and people. You know, Everybody. thousands of yeah, other, exactly, yeah. exactly. Just like f- finding, trying to find what can I take this abstract uh, world, like what am I going to apply this to, or whatever else. So I thought, as I get my own associate's degree, I'll study something that I like. I've always loved music, and so I ended up going in, and I was a piano major, and then. One thing led to another. I got into chorus, and I because I didn't want to take on more piano music, and so. But then the choral instructor said, "Hey, you have a decent voice. Why don't you do some be a, a vocal major?" And I said, "Oh, I'm already a piano major." He said, "Nope, you're going to be a vocal major too." So uh, my whole plan to not double more music major backfired, and yeah, well, d- d- double two instruments, two primary instrument uh, major. So music major with like an emphasis on voice and piano. My piano <laughs> was rubbish. My voice was was okay, but I had to take on twice as much music. But it was there that I saw this kind of other perspective on language that really intrigued me. And so I got into that. And then I kind of eventually all these things lined up about um, studying. At first it was um, French. and There's all these French, Italian and um, German songs and stuff that are popular in the Western canon of music. And uh, that put me into seeing them from a phonetic angle. And I thought, well, this thing inside of me and all these people that I knew in Japan and I knew people who went over and taught English in China I was intrigued by the Far East and I kind of put my linguist linguistic like in 2017 about I started studying Japanese with this kind of coming from this as I got out had my associate's degree and I'm like I'm just gonna start studying language and work basically Hmm. (laughs) basically. so that's like where that started and then in 2018 uh, that's when from 2018 2019 I went to Japan and that kind of with uh, like this idea that's like, all right, I'm going to go there. I'm going to get my bachelor's degree so that I can eventually go back there, take this degree, and put it into what was then a fiscally responsible option of teaching English in in Japan. Hmm. You don't need to know Jap- Japanese to teach English in Japan. But really? Yeah. No, they actually prefer you not to. <laughs> and I was a horrible teacher because I would always just talk to my kids in Japanese, and they would just like, like they don't. The parents never like don't do that. They're oh. like, they want total immersion. And if they see you, like, talking <laughs> Japanese to, your, to the kids, they're just like, you know, why are you depriving my child that I'm paying for, mind you? I'm paying for this class, and you're speaking to them in Japanese? You know? Ouch. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, anyway, that's kind of, I went on a tangent there. Yeah, no, but that's, that's cool. there's the story of kind of all these things that culminated. And so how long were you in Japan then the first time? Uh, a year. A so, year, yeah, okay. A year, and. Uh, and you taught the whole time? No, the first time I was, I was being taught. So that's sorry, when I was studying Japanese. Okay. And um, and so, like, I, when I arrived there, I was surrounded by a bunch of English-speaking Europeans. And I was, like, I, I love, yeah, I love these people to this day, if they ever hear this podcast. I love <laughs> you guys. But I will say the first thing that I thought of when I was there was, I want to learn Japanese. I don't want to be around a bunch of English mm. speakers. And yeah. so I kind of, I, uh, I made, like I kind of always do. This is what I do in life. It's like I fe- feel like I had, I was given two feet so that I could jump with both of them into things. <laughs> and so like that's kind of, may- maybe that's that's the what makes me storied. It's not anything exceptional about me. It's just that I'm like, I guess I'm gonna do this now and go. Yeah. So I went off and I joined a uh, a Japanese club, like after school club of these. I knew these students probably didn't want to speak English. Most Japanese people that are like in English clubs, all they want to do is is like take your English from you and it's like but please give me some Japanese yeah. ah, so I joined yeah. a, a kendo club in through the university and uh, and if you uh, if you don't know what kendo is kendo is a Japanese martial art it's mm. uh, fencing basically okay. only it's like 
way less wimpy than the Europeans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, they have like they, they're they're walking around with like starting fights now here. I see. Yeah, okay. antenna telephones basically trying to poke each other from the side. And right, we're right. just like getting totally whacked over canvas helmets with these huge like bamboo swords. And really? It, yeah, 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 it was great. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I, I had never done it before in my life either prior to it's that. It's a whole but it other was like, podcast, I feel. It's like, that looks interesting, and uh, I'll do that. And I was right. They didn't want to speak English so much. A couple of them did, and it was really my saving grace because for, like, three months I was like, why did I come here? Sure. Mm. I don't – like, I was really, like, That's just – it. I was like, I can't speak the language. I can't do this. Why am I here? But mm-hmm. then by the very end of it, I actually ended up, I did compete once. Got knocked out in the first round of the tournament. Really? But I competed once. That's all that and, matters. Uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You're there for the show. Yeah, it, it, it was great, though. It, that that right there is maybe one of the things that kind of um, ended up shaping me and teaching me where you can find knowledge in a kind of way. And it was it, very, um, how do you say? Like, it's it's, kendo is such a... I've done some martial arts here in the United States, um, and it's great. Like, I, I like the sort of, like, it's good for physical activity and all these sorts of things. But it was like I was – when I was there, I was, like, involved in, like, a like a, a ritual activity hmm. where it's, like, it's – you 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 are in it, – it taught me submission to a hierarchy, hierarchy, really, was this kind of thing. And in a way that was not, like um, – yeah, it, it, it's the 5th of July today, so we can talk about this. Americans, we're not terribly fond of hierarchies, <laughs> specifically the royal sort, no. the royal variety. Um, we just celebrated yesterday, uh, you know, a, a Independence Day <laughs> and that sort of thing. But I was kind of g- going over there and, and rediscovering, um, not exactly that sort of thing, but discovering, like, um, yeah, something like obedience and submission to a hierarchy through this through this thing. And it also, it, I picked up a lot more Japanese and, mm, you sure. know, um, yeah, yeah, and, and stuff on the way there. So, so, anyways, I forget where that question came from, but that's there's no, there's no, no you're, you're doing <laughs> great. You're doing oh, great. Yeah. And, and so, your time in Japan yeah. uh, caused you to find love. Oh, absolutely. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. So Actually, when, yeah, when first time or second time? Uh, first time in Japan. Okay. Yeah. yeah so we met in well, we met in 2018, and um, oh, this is something funny. Without getting uh, and even the slightest bit. Uh, political. Mm. I, I, she, th- it was so, it's funny, the cutest thing. We're on a train. I love this, this story. The first time that I talked to her oh, was good. it's like, it Here was like go. just like maybe even 20 days into me <coughs> being in the country. Okay. Not, not long. I wasn't in the country. And she was just like interested in learning about people and, you know, talking to these, talking to the French people and the Australians and, you know, oh, you're from here. Oh, you're from, you're from here. And, um, at the time, it was 20, oh yeah, so it's 2018, so it's two years from what was in, um, in American history a pretty, uh, um, uh, people had a lot of feelings about the 2016 election. Yeah, at that yeah, time. yeah. So, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go further into that. No, I, I, totally get know. it. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I was asked, she came up to me and she asked me a question, um, basically that would kind of like pull me out and expose me politically for what like my sort of political okay. thoughts are sure sure but sure she, it was so funny because like in the in america sometimes when people ask you a political question they'll say hey do you like red or do you like blue <laughs> and then they're pausing and waiting to see if in the, <laughs> the, the next decision in the flow chart is if you go red it, it's really it's yeah it's, it, i like you know. purple yeah, yeah okay that's the safe answer <laughs> yeah that was kind of what i answered but like it really betrayed a specific color and then all these people who were definitely not that color were like oh this guy this guy like on the train color yeah on the train mm-hmm. we're like stuck together on the train too very she, but, interesting but she was not asking with like when when people ask here yeah, oh yeah. They're, there's they're a like, reason you know can i be your friend you know this yeah, yeah. might as well be the question but her she was just like oh you're american what do you think about this it was just the most innocent it was thing innocent, and i was yeah. like oh i can't be mad at you <laughs> but you just like outed me you yeah, know <laughs> so uh That's so anyways funny. that was the first time that i met her then does she know that at this point, like, oh yeah, hey. yeah I've, I've told that story okay, a couple okay. times, and it's like we, yeah, it's it's that's funny. so funny. Um, and she, uh, so then you know, she was, I was also uh, very physically active, and uh, I, we were, she was my running partner for a bit, and it was kind of like this is kind of when it, the relationship started to develop. We'd mm. go out and we'd go to karaoke or karaoke, as they say, with all our you know friends. They and um, she was one of them. Is that a is that a Japanese word? 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It is? Yep. Oh, yeah, English. I is did a, not know that. Yeah. Well, I did not know that. Well, English is crazy. Karaoke? We, we take well, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I had just, never thought about it ever. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that's a Japanese word. Oh, we took tsunami as well. That's a Japanese word. Well, that I figured. Yeah, yeah or yeah, all these things. I think actually typhoon as well. Okay, that um, makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Although they say more like typhoon. is like more like how they pronounce okay. it. Okay, okay. But, but uh, she became my running partner. Kendo was kind of like it was in the break period of this but i still wanted to do physical activity and she's like hey you like to run she was a she lived in for like a month she was an exchange student in malta and she did the malta marathon or she did like half (laughs) of it and so she's like uh she she had run a a half marathon anyway and uh that's in greece right uh, well it was once part of the byzantine empire but it is now it's been it's been part of turkey it's been part of but it's in that general area right yeah it's like an island like it's really militarily strategic uh, oh sure, a, a sure. Kind of point, so it's like everybody's. It's it's almost like a little, um, um, you know, at the bottom of a river. Where yeah. Like there's before the ocean, all this stuff collects there. Yeah. That's like Malta <laughs> with like European <laughs> cultures. It's really cool. Wow. Um, but she was like, "Let's go. Yeah, we can run sometime." So, we ended up uh, we ended up running, and every week we called it like Crazy Thursday because we had off for the Thursday, so we we're just like, "We're gonna go for a run." Who knows how long? These kept getting mm. longer and longer and longer and longer. And then we actually did, it was not a very fast one, but six hours, 14 minutes, we ran a full marathon. And at that point, it was like... Unofficial? Yeah, unofficial. Huh. Unofficial. I, and, and at that point, it was like, okay, this is not a running club. You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's like just the two of us as well. So it's like, you know, you're kind of like, you, you know, there's that, that little barrier in between you that it's like, you're not quite yeah, you know, yeah, asking yeah. or mm-hmm. anything. It's a, but it's like, it's very much implicit. And huh. it's just like... But if you like, if it was brought out in the open too soon, it'd be like, ah, no, this is a running club. Mm-hmm. It was not a running club, mm-hmm. and yeah, so yeah, then uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. So yeah, she's my uh, yeah. So um, uh, she's my uh, civilly anyway. We're recognized, and the Japanese government recognizes our marriage, and the United States government recognizes our marriage. She's currently going through the visa process. Huh. And when she returns, then we will be married in the church. And uh, I'm an Orthodox Christian, and she also. So is uh, yeah. This is. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's the. So what's your, it's going backing up a little bit. What's your favorite song to, to karaoke to? Oh man, you know what I really liked? Oh. The hard hitting questions here, Jeff. You know, I, I love I, how excited you are for that. Question. I am very excited. They have some Amer- so Japanese one. It's Koi by uh, Gen Hoshino. Okay. But or Hoshino Gen, whatever. The way they they flip first and last names around. Oh, bit, very yeah. interesting. So they would call okay. me like Udoki Aron San. You know, so they wouldn't call me like in like in Japan. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, yeah. So that's the the Japanese one. And if you ever go to Japan, you're gonna hear it. In, in it's Karaoke. just a it's common. Just, it's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. And then the other. It's like ones, Piano Man here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the other ones, uh, we would go crazy, and we would yeah, you know, it was my college days, and so like we'd do some crazy tunes. Lose Yourself by Eminem was a fun one because you could actually really yeah, that's really fun yeah 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 because you and especially trying to keep up with that oh man and then I've not heard of anyone karaoke we have Lose definitely yourself. done that one that's a because at one. one point it goes go crazy uh, go crazy uh, and like. When you're really drunk at karaoke, it, how does that go, Jeff? <laughs> it's so annoying for the folks that are not drinking. Is it like the oh, bop, yeah. bop, buzz in um, Sweet Caroline? <laughs> so kind I, of. We, <laughs> we had a really, like a really annoying one. Uh, everyone was college student there, so mm. everybody had been had a fair amount of social uh, of social lubricant, uh, yeah. uh, adult mm. beverages, and that sort of thing. Uh, but we would also do uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, at that, that was a late night one. It's mm-hmm. like, we knew that we were just about to get uh, kicked out of the venue. Sure. At that point. <laughs> but like, you know, it, you know it, was, it was in a room like this. Like very, actually, this is very reminiscent. Like it'd be like mm. a TV screen. They have like the, the words coming down and everybody's like sitting there with the microphones and you have... I think I've seen yeah. this like online or, you it's know, really cool. where it's, it's, it's not like it's like an intimate setting, right? Yeah. Like it's, where you're, you're not out. your friends. Got it's it. It's like, oh man, Japanese people would be like um I, I, I embarrassed to death to do like an american karaoke in really front of like in front of like an audience at a bar mm-hmm. they would just like very uh, interesting sh- shrivel up and 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 like into the ground just lay down <laughs> <laughs> just lay, i'm done yeah yeah huh. not to say that some japanese people aren't um, outgoing mm. it's just that it's like no, it's no. very much it's like they just like the businessmen who do the businessmen thing it's like after work on a friday it's like then they're going there Oh, the, you know, okay. that, that sort of thing. So. Very interesting. Yeah. So what would you, I mean, there's so many questions about the differences in culture and things like that. Oh, but yeah. what, what were some of the biggest ahas when you got there 
Oh. And you were like, I'm an American. I'm a fish out of the you know water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do I do? Well, it's funny because it's like part of the American disposition is it's like even in your own country, you're kind of like people kind of revel in the idea of being like your own fish out of water. Like it's like it's we're, true. We're yeah. Very individualistic. You know, the phrase. Oh, man, this is a this is a perfect. I, I love Here this question. Go. Here so we like, go. Uh, this is a this is a thread to pull, gentlemen. Um, so the last time I'll, I can. I'll put an image in the head, uh, in everyone's head, I guess. I'm ready. In, uh, to to kind of describe this. Like, you can, of course, everybody gets a kind of sense that the place that they live, necessarily, if that's your home, it is your center of the world in a kind of way. Oh, sure. It's like yep. your center of the world. But it's like, it's very much, the way that I look at it now is uh, very much is symbolically that we don't live in the center of the world. We live in the far west. Like, Japan okay. is the far east and this is the far west. And, like, there is a different spirit to the place. You'd step out of the airplane in Japan, and you just know that it's, like, this is a place that is highly ordered in a kind of way that is not, it's not like we're, like, messy so much here. Like, I'm not trying to put that image across. No, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. It's, um, and this is actually, like, here's something that's really, just a really cool thing. If you look at the map, it's, like, they're also bookends, you know, the way that we think about it. It's, mm. like, the far east is the far east, and the far west is the far west. We are the farthest west you can go. Red Hot Chili Peppers will sing about it in California. <laughs> you know, that's the far west of our west, too. Sure, sure. Um, and, it, and it's also, like, it's, like, this is the place of potentiality. That's the American dream, is it's, mm. like, there is potential here. It's kind of, like, untilled soil. You could climb a mountain in the Appala- like in Appalachia. And you feel like you're just discovering it, like it's new, and there's some kind of new thing about it. And that's one of the oldest mountains in the entire planet. Like, it's really sure. an old mountain. Climb Mount Fuji, and it feels like it's ancient. It hmm. absolutely has this feeling of, like, this has been here forever. Wow. Well, I tell you that Mount Fuji has only been in its most recent, in its current um, physical form that everybody is familiar with, it's only like 300 it you know so years old 1700 was when it erupted and had the classic sort of so very it's, it, interesting it's not that old but it's actually but it, it's actually closer to the age of the united states itself but <laughs> it's still it's like it there's a different spirit to that place you like you f- it's in the air everywhere you yeah, know? yeah it's like um uh in that kind of way this is also like very evident um this is what i was leading to that image of if you look at our two flags so we have uh, notoriously, of course, everyone knows the the land of the rising sun mm-hmm. is that that's their flag. That's their flag, and if you think about this symbol, it is a unified sphere representing one thing. That's mm-hmm. quite an orderly sort of symbol. Sure. And uh, we also have a symbol that is like our that you know ab- above our country, but it's it's f- it's what you'd expect from the far west. We have fifty equally sized stars. We have a symbol of multiplicity, hmm. and it's also surrounded. Like this is also something. Like, you, you know, uh, you may uh, think this is uh, some. You know, this isn't like just crackpot sort of things. These kind of colors and things in these flags matter as well. If you look sure. at our flag, I'll, you know, um, typically red is always associated with kind of the right, the conservative sort of thing, and blue is associated with a more liberal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is evident in our flag. Um, uh, our flag. What is the conservative element? Well, it's like well, we were talking about yesterday, Fourth of July. We were thirteen colonies. That's where it. That's the original thing. So mm-hmm. There's like the red thing. It's like it's established there. And now the sort of more of more of the thing that's been changing throughout time that is more like the progressive element of the flag is the fifty stars. It's mm-hmm. like these. And they're surrounded by blue. So you have blue multiplicity mm-hmm. on the far west is the highest symbol of our land, and this kind of red unity sort of symbol um very yeah it's it's just it's a symbolism happens yeah yeah you know but yet with the the japanese flag yeah it's just red yeah it's just one red star yeah Yeah. with with, doesn't it have the beams coming out Uh, some of that's the imperial navy oh got it okay okay which is super cool i have um i I never actually got one but i would like one sure sure, maybe next time i'm uh, i'm going back to japan in november i was gonna say when is the next one yeah yeah Uh, i'll I'll be back there in november and that'll be uh yeah yeah so that's kind of we're having our i had mentioned that we'll be when she comes back we'll be it's weird we're kind of doing it backwards but it has to be this way Hmm. like we're doing a reception over there and then she comes back, and then there's the the, the church wedding, and, okay, and yeah, then yeah. a reception with all my family and stuff. Um, is she gonna live in America? Yeah, for a period of time. We'll see. Like, okay. I'm. I w- it's really, 
this too with like just the way that the economies and things have been affected uh, by the whole restrictions around the pandemic and stuff. It's like it'd be difficult to make a start over there considering some of the kind of fiscal responsibilities that we have currently. So it's like over here is is pretty solid. Yeah. You know? And the U.S. dollar is very strong. And so, okay. um, yeah, yeah. So so anyway, yeah, that's uh, there, there you go. Wow. <laughs> so I've always heard a lot of people just go to Japan for the food, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you've not mentioned that in this time. So <laughs> was that something that was exciting for you or is it just more of a, a subset of like, well, I got to be over there. I got to like like their food because it is so different from what I'm sure you grew up on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The food. And I'll tell you, I had uh, so <laughs> a funny story comes associated with this one, too. My brother's wife uh, has <laughs> has horses. Okay. And, and uh, this is related. Here we go. You could probably guess where this is going. Yep. If you know a little bit about, yeah, <laughs> if you know a little bit about uh, Japanese cuisine. Um, so every time I would go and eat what I had never eaten before, I've eaten horse now. Okay. I, I can tell you this. I ate horse in Japan. I did it's, not see that coming. It's well, actually. You just said No, I know horses. that, but I didn't realize that it was going to go. I thought maybe it'd be I was, something having yeah. to do with farms. I, or I was I at know. a horse race and I ate some noodles. Yeah, yeah, I, was at a horse I don't race know. I had some udon. No, he ate the horse. All right. Yeah, he, he ate, ate a horse. horse. And I'll tell you. It is, if you like elk and if you like beef, it is very much like elk. They're a grazing animal. They're, uh, it was you know, lean, right? So it's like, it's, yeah, it's quite good. And there's a way to have it, the best way to have it. Got to be careful because if you eat that stuff raw, they do have it raw. And I have had it raw. Um, it's called bashimi. Okay. Uh, or basashi. Basashi? I, I can't remember. All right. Uh, it's so there's sashimi. Refresh which, yourself yeah, in it, semantics. Or basashi yeah. is it. But the, the sashimi is raw fish. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Or like sushi, you know, okay. sort of fish. And basashi is raw horse. And like I have had it once, but you could be, got to be careful. You got to go to a good place and whatnot there uh, to get this stuff. Most every place is clean there, but like sometimes, <laughs> you know, it, it, they're so orderly and clean. You could eat it off the sidewalk, but don't eat horse meat off the sidewalk because that stuff sometimes it'll have a bacteria that can can really get you sick. Like listeria is bad, um, really bad. Uh, this stuff, like it's like. It, sometimes it just comes with a horse variety like this huh. kind of so you have to be careful so i think the best way to have it is what's called shabu shabu and you take this meat and you like basically um mix it around in this really hot soup and it cooks the meat okay. and then also it had this really hearty dark like straw mushrooms and all these other things in this mm. soup and like with this this stuff and then i mix it around in there and then you swish it around with a raw egg which is called the uh, sukiyaki okay the way of eating this stuff with a raw egg Man, it's sensational. I've not had another, you know, I was skeptical a little bit at first, but I tell you what, like, I it, didn't, it's really great. So, yeah, there. I didn't realize horse was a, a common thing to eat over there. Yeah, it's pretty common. Um, it's, it's, well, it's like, it's more like a weird, they kind of even consider it like not weird, but it's like not an everyday oh, kind, of, kind of thing. Almost but a I just specialty. Wanted to, I just wanted yeah. to bring up that, and, and I should say this too. Um, oh, I should say this too. I have done. I did the, the the taboo to Americans, which is like the um, you ready for this? This is gonna get spicy. Um, okay, Whoa. here we go. I, I have yeah. Try me. So I'm sitting. Get are you? You have the sensor button ready? I have <sighs> eaten. No, no. I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, well, yeah, I don't yeah, Hit the button. Yeah, I'm ready. No, no, I've I've eaten. I have eaten whale. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's a thing over there. Mm. So like now there's. I thought you were gonna say like shark fin. I thought no, you were no, gonna no. say it's like that's a thing they they harvest sharks yeah. just for their fins and, and then they like, put them yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. That's like rude. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's rude. That's, that's kinda, just kind of kind of wasteful. That is kind of rude. rude. Now I will say this: after I had seen Jaws, I was almost on the side <laughs> of the fin collector. Yeah, yeah, you're like. But oh, now after having seen it, it's like come on. They couldn't all have been that bad. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, use the rest of the animal. Yeah, like, right, 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 absolutely. Yeah, wh- whale's an interesting thing because it's like what type of whale though? I don't think it was an, it's not <laughs> nothing. Well, because it's yeah, it's nothing. Like killer whale, blue whale. No, no, no that's no. what I mean. It's yeah. it, there I think, are different oh, whales. I just hit the mic. You're fine. I, I think it's um, I'm not. It it couldn't have been anything that was endangered because I didn't pay that much for it. So uh, so it might not have yeah. been whale. <laughs> <laughs> It was so at like a street corner. We have, have no uh, idea what we had. Well, they've been, you know, it's something kind of like there's a couple of cultures in the world that still do this. Like the Norse, some Norse people in this island off of Sweden. Um, I forget what they do, but the, every year they do this kind of whale thing and they eat mm, whale. Sure. Um, I would say this, like I, I have actually reasons for not eating whale. I wanted to try it just to see how it was. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. It's very odd. It's a sea mammal. And so it doesn't really taste fishy, but it, it it's like. And that's some of the darkest possible meat in the from the tail, you know. They, you get the meat that 
coming from the tail, it is so dark. And you have to think, well, how many like metric tons of water is this thing like pushing through and working through? So it's like really dark meat. It's crazy. It's really kind of crazy. But I wouldn't eat too much of it uh, because of the... um, uh, because of what's coming out of the Ganji River and what's coming out of the uh, some rivers in China, the ocean waters have very high mercury levels. And mm. so biomagnification sure. makes it much more unhealthy to eat whale as it wasn't in previous decades. Like even around the time of like the Second World War, um, whale was not, you know, didn't have so much mercury content to it. But sure. now it's actually like, I'd say it's just like there are reasons that like um, definitely Western environmentalists wouldn't want you to eat whale. There's oh, yeah. always reasons, of course. And then there's also actually some kind of severe health reasons. So it's like I wouldn't like advise it, like eating whale. Yeah. Stick stick to smaller fish. But there's there's no horse. Uh, you know, okay, whale no go. Whale go. Good huh. to know. I also had fugu. Yeah, that was another one. Uh, blowfish. Like blowfish. that's the oh, that's okay. the stuff that it, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. If you if, if you don't cook again, it right, you'll die. Right. If they if they oh yeah, it's not cooked at all. Okay. Um, although the, the the kind I had, I had a I had a cheap one because okay. uh, I had one that was fried. So it Wait was a minute, you can again. mess this up and die? Yeah, you can mess it up and die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's it's actually it's a really it, it'll basically shut everything down in you. And it used to be now people use respirators. Like if you get this poison in you, you have to have a respirator to keep you breathing because your brain is gonna say. Stop working lungs. Or it's going to, you know, like that's, that's what it does. It doesn't. It's so every time you eat bluefish, you're like, eh, well, just give it a roll shot. Roll of the dice. It's only two people. A y- it's only. It's still a, tra- <laughs> it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Two people a year approximately die from eating bluefish. But it's always when they're doing it themselves or they go to an unlicensed person who's doing it. But if it's like a guy who's been doing it for wow. 50 years mm-hmm. and like. You ought to watch these people. It really isn't like there's a reason that like when people think of cuisine and the sort of art of cuisine, they think of Japan because yeah. there's such an absolute technique to. So what is it? Is it, it has to be cooked or it's not supposed to be cooked? Oh, uh, it doesn't have to be cooked, but it's okay. it's just that there's a gland in it. Got if, it. If, if they nick the gland at all, it's like it's it's so you're done. Yeah, yeah. Like you you can't even. I can't remember how much, like how many times more potent it is than cyanide itself. It's like so horribly, <laughs> like it's l- like just a little pin drop of this stuff is oh like can gosh. can really take you out. Well, you think about it, it's like a large um, ocean dwelling, you know, like a shark or something. Yeah. W- you know, these animals that weigh tons, uh-huh. like this, this poison is effective on them. And so like, <laughs> what's it do to a little, yeah, yeah, little yeah. Uh, human being? You know, uh, human being. Yeah, little, little human. I, I don't mean it that way. I meant like you know, uh, our our systems aren't like capable uh, sure. of like dealing with that kind of a uh, you know toxin. And from a mass standpoint, we're just not as large as a lot of yeah, 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 like fish in the ocean for sure. Yeah. You see a, you see some of them tunas that are like no, absolutely. Size, yeah, like I oh yeah, yeah, tuna, huh. t- tuna's crazy because they gotta mm. those those things too. They have to keep swimming, otherwise they'll die. They're, uh, the they way need that to keep keep swimming. swimming. Yeah, sharks yeah. are that way too, right? If they, it's because it's something like um, it's it's well, like the they water can't coming in. They're, yeah, they're they can't pull water in. They exactly. have to be moving. Precisely, they Got cannot. It. They have to keep moving. So they get huge <laughs> and they just feed and move and feed and move. And then one day, a Japanese fisherman pulls them up, cuts them up, puts them in a freezer, and brings it to a market. Very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I, I mean, yeah. So there's what? It, uh, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. No, there's a bunch of Netflix documentaries on like tuna and stuff like that, and how it's ethically caught, and like how they don't want to just cast a giant net out, and so like these guys oh, sure. go and they only like harvest one or two like actual like tunas, and then they sell them for astronomical amounts of money. Yeah, yeah. It just such a cool culture. But, like yeah, the absolutely. idea of a lot of it is is really neat to me, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. So it's a really broad question here, but like. You you land, where do you go first? Like someone's never been to Japan. Oh man, what, what do you what do you say they should do? <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, it depends what you're in it for. I See, guess. Like, yeah. I, I was. Yeah. I, I tell you, I'm I'm a maybe an odd. No, I'm an odd person. I guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, so like, go on. What are your What are your interests? So like, there are a lot of people like to go to if they like anime and whatnot, uh, which I am actually I am not an anime fan. That's like, fine. Yeah, um, okay. Not even. I, I mean, I like the classics and stuff. But if you like that sort of thing, there's Akihabara, which is the electric city in Tokyo. If you like kind of like the really old places, um, then you want to go to Kyoto. Kyoto is the old capital. Hmm. Um, 
uh, Kyoto, much of Kyoto was not bombed during the Second World War, so a lot of those okay. old wooden buildings still exist there. Oh, cool. Tokyo is almost completely, they call it the concrete jungle. Because yeah. everything there is like, it's like totally Brand modern new. city. Yeah. You know, um, in this way, like 95% of that city burned down during the firebombings in the Second wow. World War. It's really wow. like something I that don't quote me on that number sure, but if you look sure. it up you'd be astounded that these maps of like places that were completely just just leveled mm-hmm. um, entirely yeah. Um, yeah, of course well if you like second world war history and stuff I was in for a few days I was in um, Okinawa okay a, which is an island to the south and it's maybe it's not I, I, I would guess it's on the same let me think latitude as Florida oh so wow it's not, it's not really like a tropical sort okay. of place but it's kind of it's not the Philippines but it's kind of like almost there. Sure, so, sure. Sort of That's a really – that place is really wonderful. And, um, yeah, I, I went there, and that was actually uh, – a professor wanted to um, – I, I was very friendly with this, this professor, and he kind of took a liking to me. And I was – he was um, – I was talking to him about my grandfather, and my grandfather served and fought in Okinawa and uh, with the – you know, where the, seven, the second Marines fought. And um, I was talking to him about it. I'm like, yeah, I hope someday I might be able to visit there. And he said he's like – Oh really? <laughs> Would you like to come with me and another student and go down and and visit Okinawa? And it was oh, I cool. tell you, it was one of the most beautiful but also harrowing experiences sure. uh, that I had in Japan because it was like that entire island was just like a battlefield. Sure, of, sure. And it's like the uh, civilians didn't get evacuated, and so like the, the this was at the very end of the war. It's the last physical fight. Uh, before the atomic bombs dropped. So wow. it's like the last place that they were fighting. So these Marines and these Army guys, they're tired. They're totally fatigued. And sometimes officers are coming at them dressed as civilians. And so they just – it's a horrible, horrible – you know, like this – Yeah. You know, like places – it's funny because it's like this was such a beautiful place. And a lot of people go and it's like a, a very big tourist attraction kind mm-hmm. of for people to go there. But also – and I, I saw it that way too in a, yeah. in a, in a, in a sense. But also because I was familiar – with the history and even if you're not familiar with the history there's places that you walk around there and it's like places have a memory and it's like it's okay, kind of eerie and okinawa is definitely one of those like you if you you're walking around i said i said to my professor i said i'd like to go and see where um where the art when the military landed here and like where to see where was it my, my grandfather put his footprint on yeah. this beach i want to see where this is it's something uh you know i never met my grandfather but he you know Clearly, at this point in my life, it's like he affected my life so much that I was I moved. And you're right there. The world. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you're I'm right a, there. Yeah. Yeah. You better go. Be yeah. And I, I don't. Yeah. And I don't want to get like too graphic into like a story. But there's a there's a story that was right near. So if, if you don't know the story of this, this is a really interesting sort of thing. They landed on April 1st, okay. 1945. And it they didn't meet any resistance at all. I literally okay. just watched a documentary on oh, this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're, you're familiar So go with on. <laughs> and so they thought like, okay, well, this is must be like an April Fool's yeah. sort of joke going mm-hmm. on. Um, but but what did happen, this is really like one of those places. So we went to this place where they landed, and maybe like less than a mile uh, away, there was this other there was this other kind of place um, that they took us. And he's like, well, you'll, you'll find this interesting too. And it's, you know, it's kind of, some like ha- there's hallowed ground here is kind of the way that he described it to me. Um, it's a very windy day, so like these trees are moving about all over the place, and then we walk into this kind of area that is kind of you know when you walk into like a forest park and it's like you kind of you're within the canopy yep, and whatnot. Yep. And sometimes there's a big opening, mm-hmm. and maybe some rock formations and whatnot. Um, it was like this, but we walked in. But it was like walking indoors. It was like walking into a room. It's ter- ter- terribly windy day, but it was dead silent the mm. sort of things where you could hear like uh you're you could if you have tinnitus it becomes super uh apparent wow. <laughs> you know and looking around and i'm like i couldn't make out what was on the signs and whatnot but i see this little cave where there's the thousand paper cranes hanging and so it's some kind of a memorial to <laughs> something that had happened well this is like the okinawans uh in this area were told that the u.s military was going to come and basically just like decimate them so better end your own lives before you're taken by the u.s military and so that's that's what they did here and it was like 100 people and like 83 people perished in this and the ones who survived were people who were shorter that didn't get hit by a blast which is what you know and so like uh which is i don't want to get into the graphic sort of detail of this but that was a really like um a kind of moment in in my life where i was i was looking at this kind of uh this place and it was like the uh, that whole I like that whole idea 
uh, you know, places right. of a memory is kind of an abstract idea, but it's like, man, that was like one of the most intense uh, situations that I had, like just walked into. And it's like, then you walk out of it again, and the wind is blowing and stuff, and it's yeah, raining, yeah. and then all of a sudden we get back to the city of Naha, and the it's sunny, and it's just like, oh, back to vacation time. And it's like, sure. man, I am, I'm not able to, <laughs> to right, go back to having right. vacation well, after that. You know? It's hard to even, like, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just to put yourself in that. Right. I, I had to pull myself out because I was just yeah, like, yeah. just. Yeah, sorry, sorry for the. No, no, no. no, 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 no and, but that's, the, that's why we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, Because yeah. it's a real thing, you know? It's not like. So that's yeah. where the Marines or you know, the military yeah. landed. Didn't didn't encounter anybody. Anything. But and there then was, as they came in, yeah, yeah, right. They they, of, it was like almost the last stand for for Japan. Yeah, exactly. Where they had all these tunnels underneath, and it was just like grinding. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Well, they used this. This actually was a. There was like a military academy uh, okay. based in the city, I believe, of Naha. Um, that's the capital of of Okinawa. Sure. And at this place, they had. Oh, they trained everybody to do everything, including artillery. So, like every single inch of that island was pre-sighted. So, like they sure. could, they they had one one marine had said like if you opened a a mess tin, they could drop a shell in your mess tin. They knew how, like so it was like really hairy fighting in this this island. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it, it's strange. You know, I I never met uh, I never met my grandfather, but when he came back from the war, he used to be a big hunter before the war. Came back from the war. He never opened up about this or talked about this. He mm. uh, one time, actually, when my mom brought my dad home, my dad was this 1960s, 70s, like hippie. Yeah, yeah. Well, like he was like <laughs> not a hippie, but like he looked like um, e- Easy Rider. He drove. Mm. He drove with uh, motorcycles. He never was a veteran himself, but he drove with a bunch of Vietnam vets. He was this guy who was like, bar- you know, leather jacket and stuff. And he's like, oh, I don't think that your dad's gonna like me. And then. Um, my uh, my grandfather opened up to him about the war mm. and it was one of the few times that he ever did and my dad thought i guess like i might be misquoting this a bit but my dad thought maybe something like man maybe i really blew it and my mom said like no it's he's never talked about that to anybody wow so it's like this is sure. like clearly he's mm-hmm. you know he he he, uh, he has a liking for you to open up such an intimate detail of his life and such a harrowing experience so very interesting yeah 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 no i love that story that's a good one that's cool now it's uh uh if this makes the cut this will be oh no that'll make it for sure you know you're good you're good Uh, awesome dang i really feel like we could talk for three years with with you (laughs) um so okay follow up quick so yeah yeah, sure uh you go there you learn about the Japanese culture. Yes. You yes. meet this this lovely lady. Yes, yes. And uh, then uh, COVID hits when you're supposed to go. Yeah, and yeah. So you, but you were able to see her right before COVID, right? Right before COVID. And my professor once, I had this professor, great professor. He, he said to me, he's like, I said, hey, I'm going to have to miss some of your classes. Uh, professor Jordan Karsten, I'm going to have a shout out to him. He's got a wonderful podcast too. Um, okay. If you ever... Oh man, I forget what it's about, but it's about well, some of the cases. They can reach out to you and yeah, you can yeah, yeah, help yeah. them through them. Yep. Uh, but um, he said to me, he's like, "Oh man, you know, well, you're gonna miss a lot of stuff, you know." And this was like, if I hadn't gone, then I wouldn't have seen her in like it, w- it would have been like a three year period. Oh I sure. Oh, wow. So that yeah. was the last of February, uh, February fifth or something like this. I okay. Twenty twenty, I went. And that was when the Diamond Princess had all the COVID patients on it and stuff in the yep. Yokohama Harbor. Mm. And then I got back, and it was two and a half years between. It was from that point in time, February 16th, 2020, to May 28th, 2022. That was how long About it was. About a year between, ago. Okay. Between uh, when I... Uh, I hadn't seen her in person for two and a half years. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. You guys do like a lot of Zoom or Skype or. or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like all, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah it's well, a, it was a yeah, it was love, it was a tempering love. period. But like looking back on it though, I will say this: it's like you have to take your. Um, um, I'm not just saying take it on the nose or whatnot, but um, if you have the disposition of it, it um, you have to get through that sort of stuff with the disposition of humility. Um, mm. Like it's um, it's it's something that yeah. Um, I'll use this. Uh, this I'll quote. I'll quote. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to quote someone from my tradition. This is from uh, Elder Thaddeus, who's a uh, who's an Orthodox elder. Uh, he said, "If we do not learn humility, God will continue to humble us." And that is like how I understand suffering in like my life and these things mm-hmm. we have to go through. It's like, yeah, you're going to go through suffering, but like there is a there's a you catastrophe to it. Like there's catastrophe, and then there's you catastrophe. You know, there's there is um. Um, 
you know, not to sound so corny, but it's like without the valleys, how would you notice how tall the mountains are? Absolutely. Yeah, and sure. and mm-hmm. so like that's yeah. So so yeah, it was it was really difficult, and it was for for a period. It was like something that really, um, if Japan had started to change me and showed me this kind of way of like you know like kendo and all of these things and going to these places and having these experiences such as on Okinawa kind of primed me for a, a kind of experience that I then went through during the pandemic and all of this stuff and it um it, it you know dark time but like you know there's light there's light at the end of the tunnel Absolutely. and I tell you like it's I wouldn't I wouldn't actually want to trade that suffering now looking back for yeah. um for like a, a comfortable time because it really um it, it was a blessing you mm-hmm. know it like it helped me in so many ways in my life and it helped me to um you know I I see I think for a lot of people after after COVID, um, there was a kind of we had taken for granted kind of human connection and human sure. relations and mm. things. Yeah. But after after COVID, it was like, man, this is immediately so much more more uh, understandably valuable that mm-hmm. we have these things. And it's like that right there is like that you know that right there. Sometimes you have to do that for the scales to fall from your eyes and realize sure. that like the loved ones that you have around you um are really valuable and you know right, and right. it's like yeah. so so spend a lot of time with them and mm-hmm. you know and struggle with them and in some instances you know in some cases like it's like we lose loved ones and whatnot as well uh, like that's this happens but it's like even in that struggle you can really you you can um you can benefit from it with the disposition of humility in this kind of way yeah. so huh. yeah, yeah dang so I know you have another trip then in November, right? Yeah, are you like crossing off all the you know every oh, day on the calendar or what? <gasps> How many more days? It's I, I actually I don't know, <laughs> man. Oh. I'm Good for to, you though, because I, I I'd be going crazy. Yeah, me yeah too. Uh, she's kind of dealing with that, all the the stuff with how that's going to go and that reception. Yeah, you just got to go over there and grab her and bring her back, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like in a like in a. Let's make it sound like a the most Jeff <laughs> way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna uh, drop in at eight hundred. <laughs> we're gonna we'll, well, we'll pick her know. up and then we're gonna bring her back home. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, I know it, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. I love it. I love Japan. I love the people over there. Um, I I I spent enough time over there that my kind of if I'm like a if I may use the image of a tree, my roots kind of started to grow there in a mm. kind of way. And so it's like sometimes being over here and not being over there among the people I love over there mm. feels like I'm being drawn and quartered between oh, the far sure. east and the far west. But it's like yeah. uh, that's that's not such a bad thing either to be kept light on your feet and um, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, kept light on your feet and like there's not really um yeah, that can happen if you just this, you know. And I think home. you have something that a lot of people never have in that you have two homes, you know, like yeah, in yeah. that. Yeah. And a lot of people have struggled to find one, you know, and try to find a community as we were talking earlier and people that love you and 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 something that you can feel part of and it's really cool that you've you've just kind of naturally progressed and found that on the other side of the world, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's a little closer than we think, but uh, yeah, that's 6, a really 000, cool. Six thousand five hundred miles or something that's it? like that. That's, 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 that's it. Cool. Yeah, six thousand easy. I mean, I ran twenty four <laughs> two or something. Yeah. Maybe I can just yeah. like just just bring a, a few of those together. It's a hop, skip, and a jump, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Skip and jump. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's something, and this is part of like a uh, well, part of my own personal life and whatnot. Is it's like we d- I don't really have a um, like a, a true kind of life. Is like you go through these struggles and things, and you find yourself being uh, disappointed in in you know where you live, or disappointed in your job, disappointed in your friends, disappointed in your your um, your wife, in your your whatever relationship, or uh, your, your your church, your priest, or whatever, and then you kind of ultimately uh, you know you be disappointed in yourself as well. But like it's not um, really about a place to hang your hat uh, so much, but it's a constant journey that this life is that we've been you know we've been given this chance to kind of go through these sorts of things and. It's not a bad thing not to really have one place to rest. Um, there are definitely problems associated with being torn between two places, mm-hmm. being atomized, mm-hmm. and you know, a single-celled uh, lone. You know, I don't want to be. Uh, I love Clint Eastwood, but I don't want to be Clint Eastwood so much because that when you ride off into the sunset, you're ultimately then when the camera cuts, you're just alone in the desert. Like, <laughs> best have a lot of water <laughs> and like you know, best have some good companies. Such a morbid, literally watching Clint Eastwood morbid, yesterday. Yeah. 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 But, but like I, you know, I don't want to be that. But it's like, yeah, you know, you can be surprised. You find these sort of people all over the world, and um, that are, uh, um, yeah, just to 
find people everywhere and it's like you're kind of all we're all together in this is not really a place to a really a place to rest but it's like this journey is kind yeah. of like if i may say it's like maybe i'm putting this in a, in a i hope this is a good way to put it this this journey itself is like the place to rest yeah absolutely you know, um, i totally get what you're saying yeah because yeah. it's like even if you never left you know i always call my dad is like a hobbit he's very much like a hobbit <laughs> even if you've never left the shire you still have this journey because you're living you're yeah that's yeah. that's what living is and it's mm-hmm. gonna be struggle too you know i'm going on an adventure this is the farthest from home i've ever been <laughs> yeah <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Well, on Ended that on note, that. Yeah, I, I on think that. that we can end this episode at least. I honestly think that we should have you back on. I, I think that oh, we man. could get I a couple episodes. This, that, um, like, there's so many different avenues that you went down in this conversation alone. Oh man. Um, that I, I, uh, you should I think, probably just I have your own after podcast. November. Maybe uh, you come back on and you talk about the journey there and back. Sure. And there and back uh, again. Hey. We're talking about how much we love Tolkien, and so this is a that's a great. There you you go. gotta mention Tolkien in a podcast. The, yeah. Done. I, I it's been so. done now a couple times. <laughs> we saved it. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, Aaron, if you uh, first, thank you so much yes, for coming thank on. You. Thank and, you guys. And I, I really look, appreciate the hospitality. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the mug. Yes, which I had forgotten. Why? I didn't even know it was coming, uh, but I'm really. I shouldn't have said anything. And now, now, now we put it out on the podcast yeah. that people get mugs. They don't want to come. Uh, oh, shoot. Just, yeah, we've ruined it. It's all right. No one else <laughs> mentioned the mug? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It was a first for everybody. Right. Right. No, but we really appreciate you coming on. We're thank looking you. forward to the next time, and we hope safe travels for you. Yeah, uh, thank you guys. Good so luck. Hope it all works out. It's great having you on the Johnsonville team. So, you know, you keep sharing your insight with others around you, and great things will happen so uh, but if you wouldn't mind closing us out for a day that sounds be awesome. good absolutely this is aaron woodkey and you've been listening to another episode of off the clock a podcast made the johnsonville way